0: At a time when many of life's little luxuries have been taken away or at least put on hold, our sponsor Ole is here to ensure we can all still indulge in some of the finer things in life. I am in love with their retinol collection. I have tried all the creams, lads, and I mean all of them, and this makes my skin feel. Incredible. Really glowy, really strong, really bright, which in winter is a tricksy old thing. With Ole, I can face anything. Seriously, anything. And there's a lot going on, let's be honest. A friendly, fat little cat coming to visit. Meditation and matching jumpers with my little one. Mm Mm-hmm, I'm a gee bag There are a million things I'm thankful for today, but what is my guest thankful for? I started to believe in myself
1: when I went through heartbreak. That person was all I knew. I felt like when we separated, a part of me had separated, but I knew that I have to overcome this, and the only way I can is through music.
0: I'm Angela Scanlon, and welcome to Thanks a Million, where we explore our guest personal gratitude lists to find out the things that have shaped their lives. It's the final episode of the series, gang. I know, it's gone so fast. I mean, we're on episode 13. Yeah, I know. It's basically Christmas. Anyway, we're going out with a bang. It is my fellow Olay ambassador, the queen that is Lady Leisure, a rapper, producer, actor and a presenter. I mean, there are definitely more things that she could identify as, but you know, she's modest gal. Now, her Queen's speech series on YouTube has over... 200 million views. She's turned down record deals with, among others, Kanye West, performed on tour with Nicki Minaj and has been praised by Missy Elliott. Last year, she was honoured with a British Empire Medal for her services to music and charity, as well as appearing on Celebrity Masterchef. And this year, she has joined BBC Radio 1 Extra. And you can see her performing on Dancing on Ice right about now if they ever get back on the ice, because all of them are falling apart, apart from... Of course, Lady Leisure, who seems to be taking it all in her stride. Her limits, honestly, have no end. I am so thankful for her making the time for this between practice and all of the other million things that she has on. And she properly opened her heart, which is what it's all about for me. But before we get into that, what are the things that you've been grateful for this week? Rosa. Living in New Zealand where life is back to normal. I know. I saw pictures of concerts. I was like, what is that foreign land? Being 39 weeks pregnant and having a calmness about the birth. Well done, you. Having family and friends able to visit when our little girl arrives. I mean, now you're just being smug. (laughs) Okay, this one is from Nina. Today I'm grateful for, one, some pampering. Hair mask, face mask and painting my nails. Two, a lovely cup of tea, first thing. She forgot her third one, but that's fine. They're quite cute. Betty. Oh, Betty. Belly laughs from my nine month old to watching Disney movies under the blanket with my daughter. Honestly, if you haven't watched Soul, watch it. And I'm a recent convert to Moana. I've been standing at the edge of the water long as I can remember. Never really knowing. <laughs> Three. A sneaky chocolate bar in bed. Sometimes even after I've cleaned my teeth. You filthy bitch. (laughs) I'm into that, kind of. Not really. (laughs) I sometimes take homeopathy remedy, which has alcohol in it. And I think, oh, the sugar's not good for my teeth. (laughs) I'm such a nana. Okay, shall we crack on into the episode? I think I'm delirious. Last ep and all that. So... We talk about in this episode, Dancing on Ice, her mum, who sounds like a phenomenal woman, her unwavering sense of self-belief, proving people wrong and doing things on her own terms, the loss of her sister and how that made her incredibly fearless. We also hit on a heartbreak and the medicine that is music. I hope you enjoy this one. How you doing? You feel quite sprightly. <laughs> yeah. I I loved your Cleopatra <laughs> moves last night, but also I do think with Dancing on Ice, whatever bit strictly, like I know Rebecca Vardy did the headbanger last night. I don't know whether you've ventured in that direction as of yet, but like everyone's injured. They're all falling to pieces. It, it, it's quite it's quite scary.
1: It is It is. It's nerve wracking because entering the show, I never thought, of all the other things that could happen. I just thought, yay, I'm going to learn how to skate. Yay, I'm going to know how to yeah. do the moonwalk on ice. But I never thought, oh, yay, I might do the moonwalk and break my foot. I never thought about all the injuries that come with it. And during being mm-hmm. on the show, because I'm I'm really petite, I'm like 5 nothing, so I can get picked up and flung everywhere. But I realised that, you know, my body is not as healthy and as fit as it used to be, so... I was waking up in the mornings and my body was just locking my back was just stiff and I just thought wow these tricks and lifts are really taking a toll on my body so you have to really take precaution and you have to make sure that you're safe and if you have minor injuries now it's best to just relax on any massive tricks until this is recovered and that's why you see in Cleopatra, barely anything happened. And to be honest, yeah. I really love getting flung about. I love being gutsy and daring. But the physio Sharon, big up Sharon, because she is a magician. She okay, would just good. work out everything. And you, you get up and you're like, I can walk again? It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, you're not allowed to put any lifts in, no tricks this week. You've got to make sure that you recovered. Okay. Otherwise, you're probably going to end up out the show. And I wouldn't want that you know what i mean so yeah.
0: but also that it maybe makes you and i know that the judges kind of referenced it it makes you get into the character yes. more and it <laughs> felt like you were proper you know put your acting shoes on and even when they were doing the comments you were still you know in character yeah exactly i, I think for me i see this all
1: as i'm at feet i'm at theater and i'm i'm at drama and i'm just doing what an actor would do because really the hairstyles and the clothes, it all just comes together and then it makes you feel a certain way. I I can't explain it, Mm -hmm. but every time I get dressed up, when we do the rehearsals, we do it without the clothes on and you just don't feel it as much. But when you get made up, your makeup, your hair, your clothes, you just come to life. And the Cleopatra one has been one of the hardest things to channel because usually I'm out there... Mm -hmm. Smiling, goofing about, and this one was like very serious and fierce and strong and powerful Queen and it was, vibes yeah yeah, and it it was it was definitely different to what i've I've shown them before, and that's why I really wanted to get that nailed and Chris and Jane they' done something very pyramid type things, mm-hmm. like with the Egyptian shapes, they'd done something like that over two decades ago. So I knew if I was going to do this, I have to make sure. You
0: better do it. Bam, the shape is there. So,
1: yeah. Well,
0: well done. It's been a joy to watch you, I have to say. Um, Okay, Lady Leesher, what are you thankful for today? What am I thankful for? I'm thankful for
1: life. I'm thankful that I can actually say that I'm thankful for life. There's a lot of people that unfortunately have passed during this pandemic and even... Before the pandemic, and sometimes you don't wake up and just appreciate that you've woken up because we're always on the go. So I'm just thankful for life. I'm thankful to still be here and be able to change life and create life. And you know what I mean. This this that is still there for me, and I'm blessed for that. Yeah.
0: And and has that been something that you've always kind of been aware of or something that you've been brought up with i know you you're you're very close to your mom is that something she instilled or have you just kind of figured that out more recently
1: i think it comes with age um my mom she is my hero first and foremost she showed me how to be the mom and the dad basically just just making me know that you don't have to rely on anyone you can do anything it's possible but sometimes you have to work 10 times hard and I think for me it's it's been like that throughout my whole career. I've had to work ten times harder and you know be having an accent as well, being a black female it it has it has had its ups and downs through the years, but at the same time it's made me who I am today. It's made me strong and powerful, basically like Cleopatra. I feel very <laughs> like. You know, people have told me no, and I've I've turned that no, I've squeezed it into a yes, and I every time I always wow myself because I don't know how it happens, but I think the first thing is belief. I think to mm-hmm. succeed in general, you have you genuinely have to believe it, or it's not going to happen. And I think every time I believe something's going to happen, it's it's happened. So, yeah, I think. My mum, she doesn't have to even say a word. I've watched what she's had to do and that is what's installed in me. Just the power
0: and the strong independency, all of that stuff. And so where does that sense of belief come from? That like knowing that, you know what, what I decide I want to do is going to get done. It's actually
1: a bit weird because I don't know where it comes from (laughs) I don't know where it comes from I think it genuinely has to come from within you can't tell somebody you can't put up a YouTube video tomorrow with a motivational speech and say guys all you have to do is believe in yourself it sounds so cliche but it's the truth but I think you have to search for it yourself everybody's different and you go through certain things in your life that can make or break you and that could be the the turning point of your belief or your faith or your hope. And for me, mm-hmm. I started to believe in myself when I went through heartbreak. And I think, like I said, it, it happens different ways for people. But for me, that's all I knew. That person was all I knew. I felt like when we separated, a part of me had separated, but I knew mm-hmm. that I have to overcome this and the only way I can is through music. Music has always been my turn to, my outlet, my expression. It's always been that. So I knew that I had to reinvent, rebrand myself and pray because I, I did do a lot of praying and I believed and I was saying, speaking things out into existence. But mm-hmm. mainly it was just, I, I, I will never forget this. I woke up one day and I just felt it. I just knew I believe in myself and something's going to happen. And this is when I created the Queen's Speeches. So I had already Mm -hmm. already took a year out trying to heal, get over heartbreak. But at that same time, I was praying and I was believing in myself. And then I thought of this Queen's Speech series and I said to myself, I'm going to finish on four. I literally wrote down, I'm going to do four, talk about what's going on online, the viral memes and stuff like that. Hopefully it connects But I know for a fact it's going to do something. It's going to impact. That's all I kept saying because nothing was out there like this. This was fresh. Yeah, that's just literally the way I understood about belief. I I had to go through things to break me to then, you know, just rebrand myself, reinvent myself. And Yeah. yeah, and just
0: believe in myself and so how old were you when when this heartbreak um kicked in 2014 like
1: four, i think years? 2013 okay. 2014 so literally just yeah. like a year before i released the queen speeches which was 2015.
0: so you're still pretty young. So that sense of being confident enough to take a year out to heal, that seems like a very mature, very loving thing to give yourself at a young age.
1: Angela, Angela. You don't even understand. Like, It got to a point where, because my partner was in music as well at that time, I couldn't even turn to music. It literally was everywhere i went they were there so i i i just had okay. to and it was one of the most heartbreaking times of my life because music was the only way i would be able to escape from the world okay. and then all of a sudden music That's couldn't be gone. my world anymore yeah so it's mm. i was panicking i did not know what to do don't get me wrong it wasn't all roses it was it was low days depression anxiety, all that stuff, and just not coming out my bed for weeks, not washing, mm-hmm. I'm being real because this is how real it can get, and I know a lot of people can, they understand what I'm talking about because they've gone through it. Mm-hmm. You get to that point where one day you wake up and you're just like, you know what, you got to snap out of it. Be, this this can't be life. This is not life. You yeah. did not. This wasn't this before they was there. So why is it that now? Mm. And you have to start asking these silly questions. And it starts to make sense. And then you start to just regain your power back. Yeah. Um, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you regain yourself. Mm. And, you know, I had to take. I, I had to. I, I literally had to take that year about. And not because I wanted to, but because every time I tried to write, it was all sad music. And it just wasn't me. So I just thought, okay, enough of the Drake songs. I'm just going to go and heal. (laughs) And, you know, and just hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to get that spark back. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I started praying. That's when Snapchat was very, like, that was proper popular. Mm -hmm. So I started using Snapchat to get my confidence back. And what I was doing on Snapchat was I was doing like these crazy little characters. So I had a, a character called Sandra, who is a middle-aged woman. She's got blonde hair, got glasses, teeth out like that, and she <laughs> loves food, but she always critiques everybody else's food. She's she's really mean. And then I had another character who was Leon, who was a failing MC, and he always has these situations with girls. It never goes to the plan. And I literally created this a sketch series on Snapchat. And the response was just so amazing. Like everybody was like, oh my gosh, Leesh, I didn't know you was like this. I didn't know you was like that. This was before the Queen's speech. So when I started showing my personality for once, cause I'd never really your done Your humor.
0: That. Yeah. Not just your
1: music. Exactly. I started showing my personality, my character off music, off mm. the mic and people just gravitated to it. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I should start putting my sense More of humor of to music. And literally, it started to roll out, and that's when the Queen's Speech Mm -hmm. series started to form, because I was like, I want it to be fun, I want it to be quirky, but I also want there to be punchlines, I I don't want to completely water it down, I still want to be myself, but find a balance of the old supporters that know what I'm capable of, and have a new audience that might not be so familiar with me, but also I'm connecting to the common man. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I just, I thought, yeah, this, this could, this could work. This could connect. And it did. So
0: yeah. I, but I feel like that's, that's what you're all about is, is connection, that connection and that kind of, you know, like, cause I know you've done quite a bit of TV now and even dancing yeah. on ice, I imagine in that world as a grime artist, there's a kind of disconnect between the idea of you on ice as Cleopatra and, <laughs> and, and you know, being a credible artist. Is there yeah. a, a tension there between those things? Um, I don't find any tension.
1: I just think, you know, if people are seeing me for the first time on the show, then if they are really, if they like what they see, they'll go and dig into more and see, you know, what's this girl about? So if people want knowledge on what I do and where I've come from, they will go and search for it and they'll educate themselves. But if not, if the people are just watching me from there and they're just like, oh, she's just a YouTube star or she's just... Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they just don't really understand
0: what I've had to do to get mm-hmm. to where I am. They can just enjoy you at face value. Oh, that was yeah. a good dance. It wasn't a great skate, exactly. whatever it might be. And then that's it. Yeah. No harm done. Yeah. And
1: to be honest, I kind of like it. I like the fact that I can play with both sides because some people are seeing me for the first time and I like to see what their response is when they see me for the first time because mm-hmm. this is a completely different light. At the moment, I feel like my music isn't connecting with the personality I'm showing on Dancing on Ice. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm still developing. I'm still growing. I'm still trying new ideas in music. Mm-hmm. I've just done like the, my first drill song because I'm trying to keep up with the times. You have to. You have yeah. to just go with the flow and try out new things. I'm never scared to be versatile. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I feel... If people are that interested in me and they really like my personality, they'll go and research to see what I'm all about. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that fearless thing is is kind of a word that that you embody very well, across the yeah. board. You're like, mm-hmm, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: love it. I just, I think, I think my main thing, the reason why I'm so fearless right now, is from losing someone. losing a family member and Mm -hmm. and knowing that they didn't do all the things that they would have liked to do Mm -hmm. and we'd always talk about holidays and stuff and you know you nothing is guaranteed nothing's promised and I think that was a massive wake-up call to lose my sister to breast cancer to then research about breast cancer because Mm -hmm. I didn't have I had little knowledge to it so then realising that, you know, even men can get breast cancer and wanting to bring awareness to that now because there's people like me that would not know mm-hmm. that information unless
0: you're you are scrolling on Instagram
1: across. and you're you see it there, do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's the world we live in where it's social media rules everything. No one really likes to go and type in Google and for information no more. People just want it right now yeah. where they where they are. Yeah. Um But yeah, the fearless thing is just from me losing my sis and just stop holding back on things. Life is actually too short. And that, again, is a cliche thing to say. But it hits you when someone close to you passes Mm -hmm. because then it's like, okay, this can happen to me. I wanna do this. I wanna do that. I wanna do that before I pass. I wanna change and add to history. I wanna leave something behind. I wanna have a legacy. So when I'm passed, the kids look up to me or I have a statue in Birmingham so people know like, that's Lady Chef from Brom. Do you know what I mean? I wanna, I want to solidify Make your mark.
0: myself, yeah. The thank you next, so is a kind of chapter of your life. And I think what you, that, that you know, at the time was awful, but has kind of fueled you and, it, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it feels like, you know, the passing of, of your sister kind of gave you like a, a sense of um, a, a drive maybe or, or kind of allowed you to, to be fearless because you were so aware of how quick it could all go. Exactly, um,
1: I think during that stage of losing her, it was so crazy because I lost my confidence yeah. i again, I could not write. the first song I did end up writing was to my sister, and that was one of the hardest songs to write, but it literally just writ itself, yeah. and um I just remember feeling like i i I've lost something. I've lost confidence. I don't look at myself. I wasn't looking at myself in the mirror. I wasn't looking in people's eyes when I was talking to them. I'd lost everything for me personally. I just felt like, who am I? Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, again, every time these type of things happen where I feel heartbreak or I feel low, I turn to God, I turn to prayer, and that lifts me and I just speak and I, I talk to my sister. I, I believe her energy's here. Mm-hmm. Um and that that's the things that just makes me confident. Every time I go out just before that to the nice, I pray to my sister. I pray to my, my friend that recently passed, major, and I I just I hope they're looking down and are smiling and they're proud of me, and I just go out there and I try and give it all I have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in a sense it is a drive to me now it's motivating me because i know that she's with me no matter where i am in the world she's watching what i'm about to do yeah. and that just yeah that just makes me go you even want to make her harder. proud as well 100% yeah
0: mm-hmm. and she um how old was she she was
1: 39 so she was just going to turn 40 wow. she passed in october and her birthday was in january so um so young yeah yeah so young,
0: yeah, and um, she had kids as well, right? Yeah, she has got eight
1: kids. Wow, um, yeah, my mum my has l- got majority of them okay. because she wanted to keep them all together. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't take all of them on because she only had a three bedroom house. Yeah, and then I bought her the house next door, so now she's got a bigger house, so that's that's okay, that's but good. other than that. I do, I do feel sorry for my mom as well because it's so much pressure. She's having to live her life again, yeah. raising kids again. But it just shows how caring and loving and strong and independent my mom is. Incredible! She only had to look after four kids when she, mm. her own kids. And now it's six yeah. and she's still doing an incredible
0: job. So that's why she's my hero. It's amazing, but also amazing to have, um, you know, have created a career for yourself that allows you to buy your mum a house. I know, honestly. It's amazing.
1: I will never forget when I was 14, I said to my mom, I'm going to buy you a house, you know, mom. She's like, whatever. You know how moms just dismiss you when you're young, think you're talking rubbish. You're like,
0: sure, Pat. Yeah. Welcome to the real exactly.
1: world. And then I just had to say, smile, yeah, because now, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but, yeah, it did take a while. It took about 15 years, maybe.
0: That's all right. 14,
1: 15 years. But it was, I can't explain the feeling of of doing something that you've always wanted to do for someone that you've loved and looked up to and been inspired by. And I don't think she understands. I cried my eyes out. Like, I cried my eyes out. As soon as I signed the contract, I was just like, I've done it. I've literally done exactly what I said I was going to do. And it came true. And it all rolls back to belief. I knew I was going to buy her a house one day and it happened and i'm just so happy that i'm fortunate that i could do it
0: in the way i wanted to do it in yeah. which was music yeah that's a theme though isn't it doing things in the way that you want to do yeah things um which i think in in music certainly from the outside looking in feels like quite a difficult thing or or it certainly takes a a, a certain type of character and a and a strength and again that word but a belief to turn down significant people who have shown interest in you and your talent and to go thanks Kanye <laughs> or you know Nicki Minaj what like there's there's quite a collection of people who who you you know turn their heads and who came to you and you decided no not that's not how I see this playing out
1: indeed i think that has got to
0: do with
1: intuition as well got instinct I've always gone with how I feel here there's only one time I didn't go with what was in my belly and it didn't go well at all it was really really disastrous so I've learned from my mistakes and again I've seen my mom make certain decisions I'm like but why why wouldn't you take that why wouldn't you and now it makes Perfect sense, why? because it's all about integrity don't just take things because it looks good right now. What is it going to look like in five years to come, ten years to come and I felt specific deals that was offered to me they would have fizzled out within two years. The first offer massive incredible amounts of money i'd never seen money like that two hundred and fifty thousand pounds offered to offered a record label deal um with Atlantic who just kept trying to persuade me to do a diss track to Nicki Minaj. I didn't know Nicki Minaj then like personally we never spoke or anything like that. I knew of her come up. I saw her on the Come Up DVD. I'd seen her journey mm. and I just I just thought she was amazing. I've never been a type of person to pull another female down that's doing their thing just out just randomly that makes In no order sense. To- get ahead yeah like mm. that to me is just so cringy it just it turns my stomach thinking about it because some people do do that and back then there wasn't a word for it but the word right now is clout and mm. i don't really need clout I've, I've never searched or been fascinated of being in the eye of anything i just like to be in my own zone in my own lane minding my own business and doing what makes me happy
0: mm-hmm.
1: never trying to pull people down in the process so i felt it in my belly that time and i just knew this is not the right idea turned it down was on the flight back home cried my eyes out because all i thought about was buying my mama a house and that was the that would have That's been the right tickets. amount of money Yeah, and I just thought, is this a test from God? Like, that's Mm -hmm. all I kept thinking. Was I meant to take that? Was I not? But I knew, and I'm so thankful I didn't take it because things would have been so different. Fast forward to maybe six, seven years, Nicki Minaj then reaches out and asks me to join her on tour. And it's these little things that don't make sense right now, but they do in years to come. And I know for a fact that wouldn't have been the case if I took that offer, because it just shows yeah. what, you're, what you think yeah. that you're worth.
0: So that intuition, but you observed your mom follow her intuition and, and believe in her instinct and value her instinct over like rational mind. Yeah, 100%. Like it's, it,
1: I, I guess that. it's embedded in me. But I'm very, I, I feel like I'm a spiritual person like mm-hmm. I do believe in prayer, I believe in spirit, I believe in energies and universe, I do believe in that. So so let me ask you something. Sometimes you'll go into a room with someone and you'll just feel an energy that your spirit just don't mess with. I feel like every single person that's listening to this right now will understand what I mean. Sometimes yeah. you can go into a room and you
0: feel like that energy is just... oh something you can't put Mm, your finger on it there's nothing you could put on paper they didn't do anything wrong they didn't say anything
1: wrong there's just something exactly and and I'm telling you that's been put there for a reason like everyone has got instincts for a reason it's not you don't just get that feeling out of the blue so you have to trust in that because that's
0: just a sign from the higher that something Mm. is not right so actually, when you really start to trust and tune into that, think, there's an ease, isn't there? There's a flow because you yeah. don't have to question that anymore. You're not, Your mind isn't kind of weighing up the pros and cons. It's not arguing with itself the for and against. You're going, yeah. Mm-mm, no, tummy felt a bit dodge. move on. Yeah, it's, that's it, that's it's it. nice, surrender. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Okay, the thanks that got away. I would say my partner at that time.
1: I have to I have to actually say thank you to them because I wasn't really focused on me at that time. And I think when we separated, that was when I got the chance to be me again. We were so close, lived together, everything. Where I was put in them first because mm. that's naturally what I do in a relationship anyway. I just put them first and I pay for them. I do everything for them before I even care about me because that is how my mom has been. So that's just something that I can't and I should be. I shouldn't be like that. I should be a little bit more stern. But it's hard when that is all you know. Brained. Yeah. yeah. So um. That's why I can't, there's no malice, there's no bitterness towards them. Mm -hmm. I genuinely, every time people ask me this question, I say, thanks, thank Mm -hmm. you, because without you doing what you've done to me, I probably wouldn't have had the the time and space to be thinking about rebranding myself in the first place, to be Mm -hmm. thinking that I've lost my confidence and I need Snapchat to find a way to express. Yeah, so I always take a negative and turn it to a positive, that's one thing with me. And
0: that is the biggest negative that I've turned into a positive. And so is that a common thing or have you had to to work at that? I suspect the answer I know already is that, again, this is quite ingrained and you've you've observed this. But taking something that's a, a negative or a, um, a knockback as a kind of as a lesson rather than something that crushes you. I mean, yeah, whenever I've been
1: told no, it's never crushed me. It's so weird. It's like I'm very stubborn. So if someone says no, I'm going to find a yes there and be like, told you so. I'm petty as well. And <laughs> an example of that is when I was in college, one of my mates, he had a SIA badge for security. And yeah. I must have asked the question like, oh, what's that? He's like, oh, don't even worry about it. You were about to do it. I'm like, excuse me? okay. I wasn't working at the time. I went to the job center. I was signing on. And I asked them to get me on a course. So they did. They paid for the course, the badge. And I just went in college. Next month, bam, I had the badge. He was like, how? I was like, you said I couldn't do it and I've just proved you wrong. So. Oh, I love that. And it's so crazy because I ended up really loving that job. I would never have thought to do security, but I loved it because people would... I would defuse situations because I was so small and so I look friendly and you got the big, them kind of people, the big yeah, security yeah. guards. And that's the people that would nine times out of 10 kick off with the people trying to get in because of ego, you know, men. and mm-hmm. It's vagos. an energy thing again. It's though, an energy it? thing. Yeah. So I'd be there like, you're all right, lads. Like I just, they would be like, wait, what? You're tiny. So I would diffuse the situation by them confuse how I even got a job in security. And I'll yeah. be like, you know what? They're not gonna let you in, so you must have well just go home. Just change your trainers. Get footwear. Come back. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Yeah. And literally that is why I I had a good time and I've met a really good friend who now I've she's been in my life for over ten years and now I'm a godmother to her daughter and her daughter oh, was born okay. on my birthday, which was last Yeah, so it's it's just crazy. And I've met a friend for life. So it just goes to show, like, in life, you should never... Don't be scared for new things. I never would have thought to do that. And I've got a friend Mm -hmm. for life now.
0: And also, again, and I keep banging on about energy, but it's it's about applying that kind of enthusiasm and that... um, you know, passion or curiosity or openness to whatever you do and that's what creates, you know, that's an infectious kind of thing that people are drawn to. Yep. I agree. It's all Mm -hmm. about energy with me,
1: 100%, you know, and um, without energy, I I think I would be lost. Mm. (laughs) I think, I think if I didn't get that feeling, a lot of bad things would happen to me. I mean, I've learnt my mistakes and stuff, but, the, the, the energy I feel when I'm around people, if they uplift me, if they motivate me, or if they bring me down, or they make me feel like I can't be myself around them. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, they are not the right people that you should be associating with. And you have to learn the hard way sometimes. But
0: So what do you do? Because that's very, you know, to to recognize not my girl, not my guy, whatever it is. Do you, that, are you quite disciplined in kind of cutting them out? Or how do you <laughs> uh,
1: This is a very hard one, you
0: see? Because
1: if love is involved, let's say this. Cause even that person that, you know, thank you, thank you next. Yeah,
0: thank you next, yeah.
1: Even them, it took me a very, very long time to get over that situation. I'd say mm-hmm. about two years to hundred percent be like, I actually forgive you now. You know okay. what I mean? I I forgive you. I'm over it. I can finally move on. So, yeah, I was going back and forth sometimes, even though we were separated, because love can make you do stupid things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you you think that, you know, the heart knows best, but sometimes it doesn't. It's just... I don't know. I can't even explain it. But yeah. I've learnt my lesson, and you you always... Don't second guess yourself. If people reveal themselves to you, believe it the first
0: yeah, time round. That's good. Okay, the, the big thank you. So aside from family, ideally, what is your big thank you? My big
1: thank you. Yeah, I, I would thank music. Music has actually saved my life mm-hmm. in so many ways. Without it, clearly wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I think everybody has things that brings out the best in them or an outlet or somewhere they can express or someone they can talk to. But growing up, I never had that. I'd always keep myself to myself. I was quiet. I was timid. But whenever I would write, explosive, pocket rocket, like the opposite of, of how I was off the mic. And I think... I be- I started to become the person that I'd always wanted to be it was a character me being fierce on the mic because that's what I wanted to be in militia mm-hmm. but now I feel like that is me and I'm becoming that person on the show as well just being more fierce and doing different characters and stuff so
0: yeah I'd find so music. that was a, it was that kind of so so you were qu- quite timid and and shy yeah. and then this gave you that outlet and you've Flourished into that
1: that version. 100%. I think think before music, I was doing poetry. And then um, I started just doing my poetry over slow instrumentals. Then I discovered Eminem. And that's when I knew I wanted to be a rapper. So I think for me, without music, I personally don't know what I would have done with my life. Because from a young age, from when I was about 12, it clicked to me that this is what I want to do. And it's just for me watching Eminem, ha, my name is for the first time ever on the box and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to be like him. I want to run down the road with a Superman outfit. Yeah, it's like it clicked to me and I've never been so sure in my life what I wanted to do. I've done college, I've dropped out of college, I've gone on courses, I've dropped out of courses. I'm not telling anybody that's listening to this to do that, but it's just because I just knew that this wasn't for me and I just had to pursue and pursue and just break down barriers and take risks yeah. and it, it worked out it did work out didn't it yeah <laughs> I mean I'm, all now I feel like I'm still not where I should be but gradually I am and me taking the tv kind of route It's not because music's not working out for me. Because I see Mm. that a lot of people say that online. It's not that. It's because I'm at a stage in my life where I'm getting older and I wanna try new things before it gets to a point where I can't even move my bones to try new things. Do you know what I mean? You just get to an age and a stage where you become an adult. I've always been pretty childish (laughs) my whole career. But then I'm waking up thinking, okay, I need to get a mortgage for myself. Okay, I need to get a car for myself. I didn't care before. I was like, mom, your house, sis, your car, because you always used to drive me around to all my shows. I didn't care for myself. I always cared about the people that made me who I am today first. And now it's like I'm waking up, oh, actually, I'm quite broody. I do want kids. Before (laughs) it was like, I don't, I never want kids. So you just get to that point where you want to just try new things. and Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think TV is definitely bringing the confidence back. And Dancing on Ice has been a distraction from me grieving in general. So it's,
0: yeah, things just work in mysterious ways. But also, I think it's interesting how so many people, and I think they kind of apply this to women in a, in an even more um, dogged way, this idea that you pick your lane and you stay in it. And I know we talked about that in terms of pursuing your own dream and not looking around and competing, and that's a different thing. But actually, the idea that, oh, you're doing telly, which must mean that music isn't working out, or the assumption of that, I actually would think that you being free enough to do TV means that there's like such a deep level of security in your ability, in yourself, in your skin, in your authenticity, that you can do whatever the fuck you like. And that is, that's the point. This is it, exactly.
1: I think too many people mm-hmm. play it safe, especially in music. Everybody wants to be yeah. the cool person, popping champagne, driving the fancy cars, they got girls around them in the music video. I've never been that type of person. Fair enough, I grew up on Eminem, who had one of the most foul mouth- yeah. mouths ever. But you choose what you want to be influenced by. I was just inspired by his intricate flow, his lyrical ability. And growing up, I used to act, I used to dance, and it got to a point where I had to sit and think, what did I want to do first that I'd be able to bring everything else in without doing it in the wrong way? Because sometimes... If I was to go into acting and then try to do music, let's say I had a really big acting role and that's mm-hmm. all people knew me from. And then all of a sudden I'm doing music. People, depending on the character that I played, yeah. would it take me serious. If I played a funny case, oh, Joker. what's she doing? That's, I can't take that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I knew that I had to go with the music mm-hmm. route first, solidify who I am as an artist, and then maybe, just maybe from music, there'll be acting yeah. roles that I could do, which then I was in a film called One Day and that was like rapping. I was a rapping baby mom and that's basically how I got yeah. my little my little mm-hmm. first step of acting and dance. I've always danced and stuff, but now yeah. I'm dancing and I, so it, it takes a while to get you, your talents back out there, but I've never been a person to just stick. Oh, yeah. I'm just a rapper. Yeah. That's so boring. Yeah. but... T- And I got big up Big Nasty as well because he he really inspired me to even go down the TV route because he was one of the first to show Mm -hmm. out of the grime scene, it's possible to have a TV show and do something that has got nothing to do with music, but still be yourself and that is exactly mm-hmm. what i want to do i just want to be myself but put myself in all these challenging yeah. situations
0: and you know what, what i think you can it. only do that when you're you're sure of yourself and when you're completely authentic and then it yeah. doesn't matter nobody can question that everyone just you know they lean into whatever choices you make they trust you they're like i get her it makes sense to me yeah. it's it's brilliant it's it's joyful Okay, the gift that you are most grateful for, and you can get really, you know, frivolous here.
1: When I moved down to London, I disconnected from my family because I wasn't going back, back and forth. So a lot of the time, my Christmases was just on my own, and yeah, just the gifts and stuff just stopped coming. But I got older, and I just thought this is how it is when you get older, anyway. You, you're not the one, even though I was the youngest out of my out of the sisters and brothers. I just thought, yeah, it's probably because I'm getting old now. It just gets like that. But in general, I usually, for my birthday, I usually buy myself a gift. And one of my nicest gifts that I bought myself was a picture of me and my sister the last time I seen her. And it was drew by one of my friends that's a really amazing artist in Birmingham. Funny Tommy, his name is and that is literally something that i wake up to every day and it's just lovely to just have a picture there just yeah. to remind myself that she's still there That's smiling lovely with
0: me. and also the kind of it's v- i think very empowering to buy yourself things not that you need things and stuff it's not about that but actually to kind of mark things or to to buy something that connects with you that you know you see every day that you're like oh it brings you comfort or a bit of joy 100%. or yeah
1: Definitely. With me, I'm a saver. I don't mm-hmm. like to spend my money. The the most times I'll spend my money is on Deliveroo, like ordering yeah. out and stuff. <laughs> but when my birthday comes around, I'm always like, let's fly out to myself. I'm like, let's fly out. You deserve it. You've done Yuck. enough this year. It's time to relax, you know, just God. reap your rewards and just, you know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. I'll buy myself um, some shoes. So I'm not really a designer person. Unless I'm in love with it, so I've, I bought myself some Balenciagas. <laughs> nice. And I know. I know that's it's pretty pricey, but yeah. I really liked it. It's not because it was Balenciagas. I like that they're so comfy. It's like I'm wearing a sock. Mm.
0: Yeah. So I will treat myself. <laughs> oh, here the boots, there. the sock boot thing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The very Look, yeah.
1: like I'm wearing a sock. Um, yeah, lovely.
0: So yeah, well, I do treat myself here and there, but, but I am hard on myself. Yeah. But that's a, it's a balance, isn't it? Mm. And I think that changes as you get older as well. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Okay, finally, the hashtag blessed moment. Okay, I'll give you the recent-ish one, okay. which was yesterday.
1: Okay. Um, so I was blessed that my skate wasn't going to fall off my ankle because it was so loose and we didn't have time to to tighten it up because I had fishnets over the blade. So that means I'd, I would yeah. have to take that off and then do it. Because it, it's all live, you have to go straight out in the mm-hmm. lineup and, you know, hear all the names get called. So I'm saying to Brendan, my partner, I'm like, Brendan, if we're in the skate-off, this is going to go really bad because one of my boots is literally, I can't even glide in it. He's like, don't worry yes. about it, don't worry about it. I had to get the medic... Before we went out to quickly tape around some tape to keep it tight. But then it started unraveling when we was announced that we was doing the skate off. I don't know if you saw, but there was something on my boot that started to flap in the wind whilst I was up in the air getting spun around because it was unraveling. (laughs) But I was just so blessed. Even I spoke to the producers today and there was just like oh, my gosh, Leash, I don't know how you had done that free turn on the boot that was loose without it, like, do you know what I mean? Because it was literally a blessed moment. Death trap. And also, I was skating for my life, so that could have been the moment where me falling would have been like, yes, Leash, you know, oh you was a good skater, but you did fall. So I'm totally blessed for that. Um I'm, I'm still being, in the game. I'm still in the game, baby. <laughs> um And oh, I, I also wow. I just want to give a big shout out to Kevin yeah. and Dan because they don't really get the recognition I believe they should get. And they're the ones that create that magic. They choreograph the dance routines, yeah. the steps, and they make sure it all comes together and Sharon the physio she's a magician mm-hmm. i love her Sharon
0: the physio sounds like i need her number <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although you know it's that kind of physio when you're when you actually need when your muscles are like so contracted that it's you're hopping off the table it's not exactly yes. like a spa experience is it yeah.
1: yeah i mean every time i've hopped off her table i felt like she, it's a miracle she's yeah. done but something but when you're
0: on it it's horrendous i bet yes yeah, it's, yeah it,
1: the pain to Dig out all the muscle pains oh, and strains stop. when it's tight. But the knots. Ooh. I've, I've learned that the body is a beautiful thing. The fact that yeah. one of my knees, I've got a bad knee injury at the moment. My knee is actually making my back hurt because uh, it's all connected. But I didn't know this. This is what I'm trying to say. It's compensating because that's weak at the moment. So it's trying to build all like tissue and fluid all around my knee, the back and the side. But also, my groin is compensated. So I'm just learning new things as I go along. But yeah. Well, you know
0: what? I feel like the alignment of the body is something you can handle it when you've already aligned within your life yeah. (laughs) and Uh, that feels to me like something that you've done with ease um over the years so the body you know you can nail that (laughs) thank you so much for today i've had a blast and i've learned a lot
1: no thank you angela for letting me on your podcast and (laughs) let me just
0: pour out my life (laughs) (laughs) that's good keep pouring girl (laughs) Big thank you to Lady Lisher, as I said, a fellow Olay ambassador. And her skin, can I tell you, it looked flawless, even though she's up to 90. What a way to finish this series. So much wisdom, honestly. I need that to, to integrate into my bones. Now, even though it is the end of the series, I do still want to hear from you. If this has sparked some ideas about what you were thankful for, please do drop me a line using the hashtag ThanksAmillionTrio. Angela Scanlon is my handle, as they call it, on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to this series, for sharing it with friends and family. I'm still getting messages of people who have just found it, so don't be afraid to send it on to somebody who you think might like it. This series has been, um, it's been so lovely. I mean, I can't even begin to pick highlights. My chat with Imelda May was really, really special. Jamila, Jamil, Fern, Cotton, you guys loved that episode. Katrina Balfe was amazing. Matt Haig. I mean, there's, there are a lot of great episodes, so if you haven't listened to them all, do go and delve back in and go back into the archives of your are a little retro. Um and do subscribe because as soon as we're back up for a filthy season four then I'll be in your ear holes and also get in touch with any guests you think would be a really good fit for Thanks a Million and you think I should hear them and it's not just people you know in the public eye I've had loads of different experts on over the course of three series so if there's anybody or like you know quote unquote real life people that have amazing stories then I'd love to hear them too While I'm gone, my newsletter will be landing in your inbox every Sunday. So if you haven't uh, signed up for it, then I suggest you do. Until we meet again. (laughs) Thanks to Louise Mason at Rethink Audio and to you, the listeners. I've been standing at the edge of the water long as I can remember. Never really knowing why. (laughs) I wish I could be the perfect daughter, but I come back to the water, no matter how hard I try. (laughs) I'm going to leave you on that note. Merci beaucoup.